Hello, everyone. Welcome to Arash's World. Today, we have a special guest who's no stranger to Arash's World. Um, and it's Joy Gordon has been here. She was actually on my 100th, uh, 100th uh, episode. So it's a very special episode to begin with. And uh, and uh, she's here uh, as well. So thank you so much for being on Arash's World again, Nitsa. Wow, it's wonderful to see you again. Just yeah. heartwarming. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you for, for, for taking the time to for being here. Now, um, you have uh, your book. And last time we talked about your book, Together Beyond Words, Women on a Quest for Peace in the Middle East. And uh, we know how uh, uh, things are going currently and how, how, how difficult, how uh, just heart-wrenching the whole situation is. But you also have a, another project, which I wanted to, which we want to talk about today, is your project of establishing an army of healers in the Middle East. And I just love that initiative and would love to talk about that because that is something that we really need. Thank you. Thank you. So you'd like me to so share first, anything? Yeah, first off, what is it? Uh, how did it come about? How did you come up uh, uh, with this idea? And then what are some some difficulties, challenges as well? And what can we do to, to, to help and support and all that? Okay. So first of all, I want to say hello to all your audience and thank you for being here. I'm talking to you right now from the Galilee. I'm nine kilometers from the border with Lebanon. And uh, we hear uh, bombing a lot. And we've had sirens here. We've had to sit in our shelters. And uh, in the beginning, it was very, very scary. Um, now there's less bombing, but still, you know, knowing that the Hezbollah has 150,000 missiles pointed at Israel is like, it's, it's something hard to wrap your head around. It's like, oh my God, what, what's going to happen? We don't know. Is it going to escalate? Where is this going to go? And as I walk around my community, which, by the way, in my street, there's uh, Muslims, there's Christians, uh, there's Jews just down in this one street. We all live together. But as I walk around in the community, I see so many people who are suffering, so many people who are who don't know what's going to happen where is this going what what how 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 are we going to get out of this and i just want to say that since october 8th the day after it started i've been leading workshops i've been meeting with people i've met hundreds of people and all of them and i mean all of them are in trauma. This is like everywhere, Israel, Palestine, Gaza, everyone is in trauma. 
I think that's yeah. very important to, to underline here because we tend to think, and currently in the political climate too, is the either or perspective or black and white, or these people are guilty, these people are the perpetrators, these people are the victims. And I think we have to be looking at the humanity of it. And so, although there are certain parts, and I loved in our, in our previous podcast, how we talked about how there are good and bad people on either side. And the reality of things is that's that's the case. We're everyone, we're, we're humans and we fail. But the trauma is something that we all have. And I think regardless of which side you're on, and I think that needs to be uh, underlined here as well. Yeah. And you know, Arash, the problem with trauma, like I think I spoke about this before, and that's why we've been doing this work for 30 years, that the problem with pain and with our pain, our grief, our trauma, our um, anger, is that if we don't take time and just look inside and do the work mm. of getting to know what, what is it that triggers us, why is it triggering us, what, what's going on, let's, let's cry, let's, let's get it out, let's share it, let's talk about it. So it doesn't control our behavior. Because if we don't transform our pain, we transmit it, mm -hmm. we act it out in the world. Mm -hmm. So as I said, everyone is in trauma mm -hmm. and everyone is acting or many people are acting from their trauma and creating further divide and mistrust. And so we see this right now when people are suffering mm -hmm. as a window of opportunity. Be a window of opportunity that comes maybe, I don't know, once in a century. It, came, it was after 9-11, there was a window of opportunity. After World War One, after World War Two. It's time when people are so aware of how painful, how much pain they're in. And so they're willing, they're wanting to do something. They're wanting to find healing. And that's why we're moving towards creating an army of healers. This is the time. Yes, absolutely. I love what you're saying because the word crisis, which uh, I found out recently, and in Greek, the meaning is also here, uh, a choice. Crisis is choice or opportunity for something. So when you're in a critical condition, when it comes to medical diagnosis, there are two options. Uh, things can get better or things could get worse. And a lot of times is like, we do have a say in it. And as you're saying, we've had these opportunities, we had these crises. And we still haven't learned, which is, again, fine, because we, as, as humans, and I know in my life, I need to learn by making various mistakes. But it's, there's a moment where you have to say, okay, this is the one, this is our opportunity, this is where we can fix things, and bring in the willingness. I think that's really important, willingness to change things. It's, it can't continue this way. This is a state that status quo that we can't continue this path. And we've seen it, and it's getting worse. So finding here a solution that uh, will not make uh, everyone happy, but that's a compromise. I think that's really important. Or something that creates peace. I think that, that should be the overriding point. Does it create peace? That's the path to take. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you know, uh, go ahead. Yeah. So with the, the army of healers, um, uh, what are you looking at? How, how are you thinking of creating that? How can we create the, the healers and spread it? I mean, I, and, and your, your area, and I've been reading uh, um, a book, Father Martin, uh, James Martin's book on come forth Lazarus. And it's, uh, he, he talks about the, the area where Jesus used to walk and all that. And it just like brought back this like idea. It's like, this place is, is so special for everyone. Like, if you look across uh, the world, we're all like, there's something for each of us, regardless of your religion and your, your belief. And so we have to, we have to treat it with special care as well. And finding out of, of putting uh, people, bringing people together in that sense. Right. So how can you, uh, how can you do that? Creating that, that army of healers. And then how are you thinking of spreading that across? So we have more and more healers in the world. Really good questions. Mm -hmm. So first of all, I want to say about Israel. Mm -hmm. Israel is less than the size of New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And by the amount of news we get, you would think we were the size of China. As you said, there's something about this part of the world that just everyone has some investment in it. Everyone cares. Everyone wants things to be good here. Everyone wants to be involved in some way and, and has feelings about it. And that's why if on the land where, uh, you know, that Moses said, go there on the land that Abraham came to, on the land that Jesus walked, this is, if something changes here, it's going to affect all the world. That's what I believe. If something changes here. Now, let me tell you about the army of healers. This is going back to 2010. And so we've been doing our work for some 18 years. And there's one organization, one of the uh, foundations that supported us that has never seen our work. So the woman in charge of that organization comes to a workshop in the Omega, at the Omega Institute in upstate New York. We brought a group of Israelis and Palestinians there to do deep healing work. And some um, people from the United States came to support us and be witnessing and hold the space. And so we invite this woman who's the head of a foundation who has been supporting us for years She'd never seen our work. She comes and she walks into the room, into the workshop place. And she begins the workshop. And then at the end of the week, she says to us, listen, I came here. I thought I would stay one hour and just see what you guys are doing. And then go to my room, do my work, maybe get a massage, walk around the beautiful grounds. But I couldn't leave. I couldn't leave because this is the most a meaningful work on a human level that I have ever seen. And 
I was wow, like she had she knew a lot of work, she'd seen a lot of work. I was so moved by what she said. And the woman leading the workshops name is Anne Bradney, uh, who we have been working with for 17 years, and we were co-leading it. In any case, afterwards, she comes up to me and she says, Nitsan, your work is beautiful. You're doing incredible stuff, but it's, you know, it's not enough. It's not enough in order to change the situation, to really change it. You're going to need an army of healers. And I was like, what? An army of healers? I, you know, it's uh, that's too big. I, I'm not going to, like, too much. You do an army of healers, you know. Let me, and we continued our work year after year, and it sat in my head, the army of healers, the army of healers. And 13 years passed, 13 years, same time of year. And October 7th happened. And then I started going to workshops, meeting with people leading workshops and suddenly it came to me this is the time i'm called to do something i'm called to do it i'm i'm i can't resist the call it's what i have to do now and it's big and i don't know exactly how it will evolve but this is what needs to be done and if I'm the person that kind of begins it, then that's what I have to do. I this is like it's it's too big uh, for me to to deny or to go against. And so, like, I have one more piece of the story. My book comes out in February. My publicist, right after the war, connected me with a man from Dubai. His name is Ali Huriat. He doesn't live in Dubai anymore uh, most of the time. And he spoke to me. We had a conversation and he said, Nitsan, if you had the money to expand the depth, uh, the, 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 the width and depth of your work, what would you do? What would you do? And I said, I would create an army of healers. That's what I would do. And he said, well, what would that look like? And then I started figuring it out and creating it. And he said, I will help you create the campaign for it. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's so, amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I, I also like uh, what uh, your approach of, uh, it's called Together Beyond Words and your, your organization. And um, we are pressing towards having open dialogue and something that I'm like invested in as well, of, like having safe spaces where you can talk. 
But sometimes we get, when we have that, we get more anger and frustration because it comes up because of the trauma, which is linked to also words. Because when you're communicating, words are perceived differently or a word has a different connotation for you than it has for me. And then we tend to look and get into like different silos of like just uh, seeing people as a certain race, ethnicity, gender, and so on, and dividing people, which again, words kind of contribute to that. But I love how you are using things beyond words with uh, your background in dance and art and expressions, uh, art, uh, artistic expressions that uh, really go beyond that. And this is why I love poetry, because there's something about poetry that just cannot, that goes beyond philosophy, because it touches the heart in a way that philosophy cannot. Like, can, I love philosophy, right? But I think there's that, or music even further. Music is just wonderful and it connects people and you don't need to be from a certain place to enjoy the same type of music so I think that's really important and that is your approach so I want to talk a bit more about that and remind people of that your approach is again very different from uh, from other approaches mm. yes we use uh, verbal and nonverbal communication I want to share with you something interesting because you mentioned groups that uh, meet and try to talk and then very soon get angry. Mm -hmm. And it's happening a lot now. Mm -hmm. It's happening between groups that used to meet, Arabs and Jews, Israelis and Palestinians, and used to meet together. And now it's very hard. It's very hard. People have a lot of feelings. Mm -hmm. And what we're telling people is... It may be good, it may be good to begin by meeting separately. Palestinians alone, Israelis alone, Jews, Arabs alone for a few meetings. And why is that? Because we should not be expected to feel our grief, and everybody is feeling grief carefully. When we're together, we, we are, should I say this? Should I not say this? Can I cry about my pain? We, at this, in the beginning, we should be able to just feel our grief raw, authentically, as it is. And then, after we come, after we've done that, after we've given a space where they can have their feelings without worrying about being careful, then we can come together and then we can begin to rebuild trust, to rebuild connection. And one more thing, you know, uh, one of our facilitators consulted me and she said, the Palestinian I, I understand that we need to create space for feelings, but what about people's beliefs? Like there's Israelis who say, I don't want to meet a Palestinian who doesn't think October 7th was horrifying. And a Palestinian says, I don't want to meet an Israeli who doesn't think what the Israelis are doing in Gaza and how they're, how many people are dying is horrifying. So 
what do we do? They don't want to meet their beliefs. And I said to her, and this is where the IFS internal family systems that I have been studying since 2009 has been has come really helpful. I said to her, think of this of it like this. There is a part of the person, tell the person who just said, let's say the Israeli person. I understand there is a part of you that does not want to meet the Palestinians right now because it's really angry and doesn't want to meet anyone who doesn't understand how much grief and anger it's feeling. There's a part of you. And let's be with that part. Let's hear it. Let's, feel, let's see if you can tell it that you care about it. And why is that important? Because it reminds people that it's not all of you who's feeling like this. It's a part of you. There's also other parts or your core essence who wants to be in connection. It's also there somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the issue with open dialogue, too, is the way I perceive it is really like active listening to the others and expressing yourself and just just letting the other person know, feeling safe enough that you can do that. And I love your approach, too, because it's like a step by step process. You can't just throw somebody and say, OK, now you guys negotiate and be friends. Right. So it's with friendship. I mean, I think that's, that's a wonderful maybe example here of analogy. You meet someone, you're curious, you want to explore, you listen to them. And now we lack that um, ability to have active listening uh, because we want to jump in. We want to criticize. We want to give our opinion of things. And just to let back and say, just give the other person space, give them room to express themselves. And you will disagree with certain things, but don't cut them off. Right. Just let them do their talk and then it's your turn. And I think that's something we've uh, we're losing or we're not practicing enough. And where you have a place where you say, well, these people are not welcome already. I think there's something wrong. Everybody should be welcome regardless. And even if you uh, disagree with them, much more welcome, because that's I'm curious about that. What makes you tick? I will not agree with you. Right. But that's fine. I just want to know what is it? And I think we're lacking that. We immediately cut people short. And that's uh, a, a more extreme, of course, in your area, but it's across the world. And open dialogue for me is like, okay, I respect your opinion, but I don't have to agree with it. And that's fine. But it's that even if I tolerate you in the same room, that means I am with this group. And it's not like that. We're just way too, too tense about the whole situations uh, that's going on. And just kind of, I think, just kind of relax and just listen, open your heart and, and your ears and your mind to the other person and the other point of view. What is it like? What does this feel like? And I, I love my opportunity with this podcast because I have access to things that I don't usually have access to and to people and to places and so on. And I'm curious about that because I want to know, right? And um, I love people who are open to, to that as well. So we want to expand and yes, it will take time. It's a seed that we put, but it will it will make an effect. And I think we should never lose hope of that. Whether it's if you start off maybe with two people, three people, and it keeps expanding, that 
is a great start and that's really important. And again, I applaud you for, for, for starting this. <laughs> Curiosity is very important. It's one of the uh, most important things because you're not attacking, you're curious. It's mm -hmm. beautiful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to tell you more about the army of healers. Mm -hmm. Please do. So we're still uh, at the cusp of the campaign. We haven't quite started it yet. But you know uh, that movie where he said, where Kevin Costner said, uh, here's the voice that says, you will build it and they will come. Mm. That's what we're doing. We're building the structure because we know it's, we will get the funding. And I'll tell you in a moment about the funding, but what is the structure? Right now, we're gathering facilitators who are going to facilitate ultimately 100 circles in 2024. And I'm talking, listen to this, this is important, about Arab and Jewish facilitators facilitating together which is so hard right now, both in Israel and in Palestine, both. They're going to be facilitating together. Um, I'm saying Palestine, it has other names, occupied territories, Palestinian occupied territory. But we're gonna spread these circles. They're going from Sfat, which is all the way up to the north, and all the way down south to the Negev and to the Arava, which is way down in the southern part of Israel. And there'll be circles everywhere. And each circle will meet for 10 times, 10 meetings, and about 15, 20 people. And we'll have an opportunity to really feel what is theirs to feel. You know, thank you for feeling what is yours to feel. Because when you feel what is yours to feel, you don't act it, act it out in the world. So there's going to be these circles. So we put out the word that we're looking for facilitators. And we thought three, four, five would reach out. There's been almost 50 and we've had to interview many of them. Some of them we said not now or join one of the groups, but we've interviewed them. And it's been amazing just meeting these people and hearing what they're doing, each one in their area. So we have the people. In, in the beginning of October, we have the preparation meetings. Then they have a month in which they're going to create their group. They're going to find people for their group. And then we're, they're going to do questionnaires. We're going to start with 10 groups, a pilot. They're going to do questionnaires before and after to see what worked, what didn't. What do we need to change to make it better? Each pair is going to have supervision. So if issues arise, they can bring it to their supervisor. 
So it's very organized so people are supported as they're doing this because they're going to meet a lot of feelings that might be triggering for them. And they're going to have to create a safe space for healing. And also the fundraising is basically to be able to pay the facilitators. Because in our opinion, bridging, doing the bridging, the trust building, the space where people can heal is sacred work. It is. And people should not have to volunteer their time doing it. We did it. We did it for three months. We volunteered. Now people need to, not only because it's sacred work, but because when something, when we get paid or we have to pay for something, there's more respect for it. Mm -hmm. And you know, so much money, and I mean huge amounts of money are spent on weapons yeah. and on ways to create war and things that will kill other people and help us conquer and so much money it's just unfathomable and i'm saying why aren't we spending i'm not saying 50 percent 10 percent five percent of it on building peace on teaching people how to connect how to dialogue how to work through their conflicts how to stay connected during conflicts then we wouldn't need to have wars because we'll know how to resolve issues without it and it's like i'm wondering why and you know the saying follow the money where where is the money who's making money so we have so we continue to kill ourselves kill each other i mean who's who, who's benefiting here i don't know but i want that to change i want my this army of healers to be people who are doing this incredible work and getting some kind of compensation for it so they can do it fully and not have to scramble on the side to make money. That's what I want. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going to happen. And I, I really, really hope that people on your podcast hear about it and want to get involved in some way and support it and I don't know what people can do. I'm just, you know, I'm receiving this and I'm just doing what I can. I'm just such a small person. One, you know, any kind of, I mean, I'm not doing it alone. There's a group of us, but I still feel so like, am I capable? Can I really do this? And I remember... Not that I'm comparing, don't worry, I have no. <laughs> but Moses was also worried about, can I go up to Pharaoh? Am I the right person? Maybe find somebody else. And God said, no, you have to go. You're the one. And as I said, I'm not Moses. And 
probably will never be anything compared to him. But when you hear a certain call from something that's larger than you, and that's for the highest good of the world, then what can you do but follow it? You gotta follow it. And that that's exactly it. And it's so lucky and fortunate to 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 hear that voice. I think it comes from from a very special place. And for us to find it, to connect it, to get in the 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 right like wavelength to to hear that, because we tend to to not listen to it or distract ourselves. And also when you talk about triggering, and I feel like a lot of people have this idea: it's like if I'm triggered, I'll stop, then I won't go. I say no, do go, walk into it. What's triggering you? Because there is healing there. And the, the trigger is uh, this wake-up call. It's like, this is something you need to look at. This is something you need to feel, experience, and learn from. And I see like uh, anxiety and, and fear and all these, like what we see, the negative feelings. You can turn it into a positive by really like finding out more about it. And curiosity, again, is a, is, is a very important word there. It's like, I'm curious about my stress and anxiety and depression and so on. What is going on, right? And I think it's it's our body and our mind really sending us signals like, okay, there is something wrong now. Let's try to fix it, right? Instead of just like shying away from it. And I love your circle because the idea of circle is exactly that. Everybody is in, inside the circle is included and it doesn't matter where you are. You're part of that circle. It's not a pyramid. It's a circle, right? So it's very democratic. Everyone is in there and that there is no distinction, right? Of uh, uh, the belief system of ethnicity and so on. And people don't have that trust when they see it. But once you have, again, one from each side as a healer, then you trust because, well, there's one of us, quote, unquote, because um, that's often necessary for us to to trust because we're, we're filled with mistrust and, uh, and for our own protection often. But I think really like just taking that step further and giving it a try. I think that's what I also say, you know, they try try peace yeah. for a while yeah. try instead of uh, spending on defense because defense is the implication that we will be attacked why not spend it on a department of peace i mean that sounds very idealistic but i think it's necessary because this is like these are real life situations why not have a department of peace that will look at that not defending ourselves against the enemy not building our military but one that will spread those circles i think that's a huge important yeah Marion Williamson has been talking for years about a department of peace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. That's wonderful. Absolutely. Thank you so much, uh, Anitzan, for, for being on the podcast again. I, I, I always uh, enjoy talking to you. I learn a lot of things and I, again, fully support you. And I hope that, again, this this catches fire and spreads because that, that's really important. To, um, uh, to, but I know a lot of people will resonate with this and they will feel inspired. And we often need that, that first spark, right, to, to, to get started. And thank you for providing that. I think that is hugely important. So we have, we have a place to go. We have uh, someone who, who accepts, again, everyone and sees things in a in different way instead of just like one point of view. I think that is very, very important that it's what we need today, mostly in across the world, but especially in such a volatile but rich uh, place and territory as, uh, as yours. Yeah. And you know, you spoke about a circle. 
we believe that each person in, within the circle has leadership mm -hmm. and each one can bring their voice at certain moments and take the group if if you're connected mm -hmm. and and really help us move along to where we need to go so we all have leadership so everyone who's listening connect to your leadership and do your part do your part in this world because you're part this of the circle it. everyone listener and uh our host and guest yeah thank you so much nitsan uh, all the best wishes mm -hmm. to you and um yeah let's let's hope for the best but thank you for everything you're doing thank you thank take you care. take care bye bye